Hey. Hey, Raymond. How are we doing? Good, all right. Good, good. I, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Is there any movie that you had heard hyped up from your childhood that maybe you watched it, say, before you were, I don't know, 16, and you want to revisit it now that you're almost 40 because you didn't like it as much as everyone else said it? You didn't like it as much as everyone else? Uh, maybe Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Well, the other day I was on Amazon, and you know how I'm getting back into my f- collecting physical media? Yep. I have, I have a specific rule when I buy physical media uh, as I'm upgrading to 4K, and that is it has to come with the streaming code, or it right. has to be less than $10 if I already have it on right, streaming. Right. right. So what rule. I bought was, when I was 15, I saw the movie Apocalypse Now. Right, that's a... And I had heard so much hype about it. This is before I even saw The Godfather, so it was the first Francis Ford Coppola movie I ever saw. Yep. And I was very underwhelmed. So, the six-disc 4K was on Amazon for like 14 bucks, and it came with a digital code. So I said, fuck it, why not? So, I'm going to re-review it quickly next week, because we have a lot to review next week with Lord of the Rings and whatnot. But, uh, Lord of the Rings, Ant Man, and that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so I have. I could do. I, I might wait a week. I might wait a week because I'll be busy this week. I'll be with my dad, um, and working for the first time since box is closed. So I might okay. wait another week to do it. But I'm going to be reviewing that at some point. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. We can do that. So welcome everyone to another fantastic week of Geek Blurb, and we're going to jump right into it with the fat fuck segment. Because I'm fat, fat, fat. couple of things in the news I saw this week. Subway is stopping their prepackaged meats. And they're going to be adding slicers into their stores and they're going to be slicing meats um, in the store for, per sandwich. I'm, I'm sure they're going to they're gonna shred them ahead of time, but um, they're going to be sliced right there in the store fresh. Yeah, they'll unquote. be doing the Jersey Mike's right in front of your deal. Yeah. Um, now maybe they can stop microwaving their steak and cheese sandwiches and we'll be all yeah, set. Th- their, their steak and cheese <laughs> is, is not even worth mentioning. Yeah. Should we bring up where we went this week too? I mean, quick review. It's a local place, so not a lot of people will care about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. We went to Dover. Uh, there's a place over there called Earl's Steak Sandwiches, Dover, New Hampshire. Um, very, very small place in the middle of nowhere, out in yep. the back behind a mobile gas station. Uh, Mr. Mike's over in Dover. Um, we tried, we both tried a steak sandwich. You brought yours home. I had mine there. I got the yep. one with, with cheese whiz and onions. You got just regular, uh, American cheese, right? No, I got, um, their porky. Oh, you, that's right. You got those specials. I got the one. Yeah. It's got a uh, pork belly in it and a bacon jam. That's right. That's right. And it was fucking phenomenal. My steak sandwich is really good too. I, I wish I had tried the American cause I love American is my favorite. I, if I had to yep. choose between whiz and American, American is my favorite. I wish I tried. Yeah. We've already decided we should have just we're going. Got two and then split them. That's what yeah. we should have done. I should have given you half of mine. You could have half of yours. And, yeah. But yeah. And we already decided we were going to go again because we tried the wings as well, um, which were very good. Wings are very good. They have a they have a sauce called the Murder Hornet sauce, and they said it was a garlic sriracha soy sauce teriyaki teriyaki sauce, type yeah. of sauce. It was really good. Remind me a lot of the uh, Hooters uh, Daytona wings that we had probably yeah. a year ago. 
Um, yep. Very good sauce. But overall, um, not a lot of good steak steak sandwiches places in New Hampshire, but this is a pretty good place. Um, five five stars on Yelp, so we had to try it, and of course it, we did, and it was good. Um, yep. And we're gonna we're already talking about going back, so we'll probably go back and try more on the menu because they have a pretty significant size menu. Yeah. Um, they have tw- they have like ten different ten or twelve different versions of a steak sandwich that you can get, including yeah. they can put that murder hornet sauce on one of the steak sandwiches as well. Um, I'm not sure. Let me get teriyaki a steak sandwich. I don't know. Um, That'd be it is good. very very salty sauce. So like you said when it we is, were there, yeah. uh, you can, you can kind of kind of take it liberally, but. Um, yeah, we did try that. It was good. So recommend that for anyone who likes steak sandwiches. Um, it's in Dover. It's uh, over. If you know where Mr. Mike's is in Dover, it's right behind there. If you go on that road behind Mr. Mike's, it's right behind there. Maybe maybe two three hundred feet. So it's on the right. So yeah. Um, and other than that, uh, Jack Daniels is coming out with a uh, Jack and Coke can. Uh, I don't know if I guess it's coming soon. I don't drink, so I, I figured I'd put that on there for you. I'll uh, maybe I'll taste test that at some okay. point. Okay, I know Jack and Coke is a popular mix, so they're putting it out in a can with Coke and, and Jack. I'm not a huge fan of Jack and Cokes, but I'll try it. Yeah, and uh, McDonald's is bringing back the Shamrock Shakes on February 20th on the Oreo Shamrock Shake as well. McFlurry, uh, McFlurry. I mean, um, not big into mint, so uh, I don't know if you are either. But I like uh, I like mint Oreo. Yeah. And I like I like pretty much anything with Oreo. I like uh, we have a mint chocolate chip ice cream that has these giant chunks of mint flavored chocolate in them. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's really good. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the mint flavored stuff unless it has like Oreos or right the chocolate chunks in it. Yeah. Um, and the Cardi B and Offset meal. McDonald's are coming out with this Cardi B and Offset meal. Looks like a quarter pounder. With the quarter pounder with cheese and a regular cheeseburger, a large fry to share, an apple pie, and a high C and a Coke. It's a combination meal you can get at McDonald's eventually. I don't fucking know. Wanted to bring that up, but the fat fucks this week, I'm going to do a taste test. And of course, I forgot to give it to give this punishment to Kevin, so I've got to punish myself. Been teasing it for months. The weekend of the Super Bowl... Brock's came out with uh, this this year. I think next, last year, but they they came out again this year. Brock's came out with a tailgate candy corn. Um, and I'll say it again: it's fruit punch, vanilla ice cream flavored, hot dog flavored, hamburger oh. flavored, and popcorn flavored candy corn. So five different flavors. Hot dog. Pulled them, God. I pulled them out of God the, bless all, your soul. I pulled them all out of the bag, so I'm gonna try them live on this on the show. I'm gonna get my Gatorade Zero out because I'm probably gonna need it. Um, let's try it. Nothing like taste testing on a podcast. Which one's that? That's popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely popcorn. Artificial popcorn is the worst flavor. Speaking of popcorn, while you chew, I got the Cinnamon Toast Crunch popcorn. Oh, and it's I've delicious. Heard about that. It is delicious. It is that's a delightful pop- treat. But it's like $4 for a bag that'll last you like one serving. the hell would eat a whole bag of these? <laughs> it's a huge fucking bag. Alright, next one. Vanilla I do agree. The, uh, the artificial popcorn flavor is always the worst. Like that episode of Psych with Je- the jelly beans. Jelly bellies are the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're awful. Yeah. yeah, that was vanilla ice cream. That was okay. I mean, it's vanilla. You can't fuck with that. I think that's fruit punch. I'm gonna hold that one. 
Um, let's see. This one is probably hot dog. Oh god. <laughs> so how's that one? That was fucking disgusting. You should mix it with the popcorn one. Maybe it'll make them both better. Oh my god. What the? Rave, we have matching shirts on, by the way. Nice. Oh, this is gonna suck. That's god-awful. Right. I'm trying the hamburger just to get it out of the way. Can't be worse than hot dog. The problem is I, still, the, have the, I still have the hot dog flavor in my mouth, so I can't taste the, uh, the fucking hamburger. Did the hot dog one taste like uh, ketchup or mustard at all, or was it just straight hot dog? It tastes like it tasted like hot dog water. It's exactly right. what it tasted like. And I don't think I get a full taste of the hamburger because I still have that strong, pungent flavor of the hot dog. Pungent, good flavor, good, good description. <laughs> Fuck me. All right, I saved the probably the most normal one for last, the fruit punch. I don't know, vanilla's kind of normal. See, I need a whole thing of fruit punch. <laughs> no, those are fucking disgusting. I'm waiting Can for we... uh, Starburst to release just a sleeve of the pink ones. I love pink oh. Starburst. That'd be ideal. Actually, that's not that good either. They're, pretty all, they're all pretty gross. Couldn't see that one coming. Uh, well, Kevin, you lucked out with I forgot. <sighs> Ugh, fucking A. Alright, let's 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 move on, because... Alright. I'm glad I saved the fruit punch for last, because I don't have that lingering hot dog-flavored water <laughs> in my mouth. Alright, so, a lot of things happening this week. Super Bowl, of course, yes, yes, on yes. Sunday. When this comes out, it'll be halfway over, but... We'll talk about it a little bit, but... Kevin's always said we need some theme songs for the show. Right, make some theme songs. So, I was driving around today and I had an idea. Oh, and I have one ready to go, but go for it. I just never sent it to you. Ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Yep. This is the theme to teach Ray Sports. We need a theme for teach Ray Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to teach Ray Sports. This is the theme to teach Ray sports. And scene. So, <laughs> Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is happening on Sunday. We got the Philadelphia <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. You know a little bit more about sports than I do, so you're going to teach me a few things, because there's a couple things in sports that happened this week I have in the notes. But the one thing that you wanted to bring up was Eagles, Philadelphia, famous for yes. cheese steaks. Cheese steaks. K 
Kansas City famous for barbecue, barbecue, bar- burnt ends, barbecue. Yep. So if you were to have a war between those two food groups, who would we choose in a Super Bowl type uh, competition? Well, I love cheesesteaks and I love burnt ends. So I am basing who I want to win the Super Bowl solely on food. Um, and I could do without burnt ends for the rest of my life as long as I had other barbecue. So I would probably go ahead and take the Eagles here because cheesesteaks are incredible. So if we're, if we're voting cheesesteaks versus burnt ends, because I don't think I've ever had a burnt end. They're cheesesteaks, awesome. Cheesesteaks win hands down. Yep. But if we're going barbecue versus yeah. cheesesteak, I would, that's I would do the barbecue battle. over cheesesteak. I would do barbecue over cheesesteak. That's the battle. Season. The yeah. battle of the century. Yeah, definitely cheesesteaks. If we're going to go, so the Geek just, Blurb. Just burnt ends and cheesesteaks. Yeah, we both go cheesesteaks. The, the geek, Blurb, geek, geek Blurb official recommendation or. Uh, or uh, yeah, recommendation for who's going to win the Super Bowl is going to be Philadelphia because of the cheesesteaks. Yes. No other reason, no sports-related reasons, but go cheesesteaks. I cheese hate both steaks. teams. Go so. cheesesteaks. Yes, and uh, go trailers because there might be like 11 of them that are up our alley. There are a ton of them. There the are rumor. 10. I have them listed all right here. We're going to go through them. There's a, there's a couple that were released today, teasers and posters, so yep. we're going to go through them. Uh, 10 official ones, four that may come out. But the ten that have been that have been announced for sure that are going to have a, a teaser of some sort, 20, 30 seconds, maybe a full trailer later in the night. Um, but today they released the trailer for Fast X, the tenth Fast and the Furious a penultimate one. I think there's one more after this. Um, yep. I got to tell you, I'm on. I've only watched up to the third one. Yeah. The trailer. The trailer did look really good today, but the it had a lot also of shit. Good for Fast Nine, and that movie was shit. Right. Um. But I do like Vin Diesel's potential plan when he was asked who he wants to bring in uh, to the last one. Did you see him talk about that? Yes, he said he wanted uh, to bring Professor Robert Downey. To basically be like Elon Musk, like basically yeah. be Tony Stark, but like with electric cars versus people driving their cars. So it would be like the two factions. Um, I think that would be really cool. Do you think he would actually do that, though? Robert Downey, Maybe yeah. with the money. Maybe with the money. Yeah. Even, even if the money is not really there. I mean, we're talking about the guy that... Um, who was it? Uh, some actor basically called him was like, my daughter's turning six. She's a huge Iron Man fan. And he was like, all right, I got you. And he just showed up to the birthday party in an Iron Man suit. That's cool. Um, like Robert Downey, like he's got enough money to last him 10 lifetimes at this point with, yeah. with what he did with Marvel. So I think he would be, I mean, especially if they just offer him what he usually gets for a role. He doesn't really have much else going on right now. I'm sure he'll be back in the MCU at some point. If, if it's just a one-off or whatever, but I think he would do it, especially because he and he and uh, Vin Diesel are already kind of tied together yeah. um, through Marvel. The Guardians. So I could see him doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, speaking of that, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three uh, is going to be a some sort of a trailer. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania comes out next week. We're going to review it, but there's going to be some sort of a commercial for that. Today they released a teaser poster for the Flash, and they're promoting it that there's going to be a new trailer, a brand new teaser trailer. I think a full trailer on Sunday. Supposedly before a kickoff. So that might be yes. like the first one. It's allegedly going to be early in the night. But the picture in the trailer is the Flash, Ezra Miller, standing underneath the Batwing in the 1989 Batcave yep. from the 1989 Batman. 
Um, and the tagline is Worlds Collide. comes out June 16th. Poster's really cool. Um, can't wait for that. Um, we got the Super Mario Brothers comes out in a month. They're going to have a trailer for that. The Little Mermaid, there's going to be another trailer for commercial for that. Scream 6 comes out in a few weeks. Trailer for that. Dungeons & Dragons, same for that. Transformers Rise of the Beasts, another trailer for that. Uh, Pixar's Elemental, their new uh, animated movie coming out. Um, rumors of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The Marvels, which comes out in a couple months. Um, Creed 3. And John Wick Chapter 4, which I think comes out in a couple yep. of weeks or months too. So, And some of these might leak before the game starts too. Yeah, they've been releasing stuff today, so I'm, I'm sure they will. A lot of commercials, just regular commercials have been leaking too. Um, just, the, just the ones that they they put, they they pulled during the halftime show. So, um, and they've like they, like we mentioned, they released the Breaking Bad one with uh, Walter and Jesse. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up and Tuco. Um, but the one thing I wanted to talk about this week was and the the whole teach Ray sports thing. I know you hate LeBron James, but he did he did break a record. <sighs> he did break a record yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Um, where he where he yeah. beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record of all time points, right? In, in a in a whole entire career. I had a I had a sound clip ready for this, but the thing just pissed me off, so I deleted it. I have I have sound clips too, so let's get in let's God. get into it. Yeah, I have a, I have an I have an I have an NFL theme song. I forgot to play for the Super Bowl. I have, but I do have these. Um, this is him breaking the record. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. So yeah, I know I know your feelings on LeBron. Um, what are your feelings on this record? I mean, he's had twenty years to to break this record. It's a pretty pretty significant I'm, amount of time for one person. I'm not gonna go on the side of he only did it because of longevity, because then I would be contradicting myself with Tom Brady anytime I talk about him. Right. Because a lot of what he's done is because of longevity and uh, modern medicine. But fuck LeBron James. Um, no, uh, cream, cream did it in less games and less shots. That's what I thought. And Kareem only had like one shot. I believe like it was his go-to move was a sky hook. And just because he had such, his arms were so long, nobody could stop that one shot. He had one three pointer in his entire career. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously an incredible accomplishment. Um, so good for LeBron and LeBron fans, but yeah, he's still, I'm not he's still a big uh, LeBron fan. He's still. Did on you hear the list? the uh, the interview after is what I had clipped out and I, I, I have that, I have that, I have that too. I'll God. play it right. I'll, I'll play it. it right now. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. And to the NBA, to Adam Silver, to the late, great David Stern, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. And um, I would never, ever, in a million years, uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, fuck, man. Thank you, guys. So, yeah, that was on live national television. The uh, the clip I had was Shaq interviewing him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sh- I don't know if you saw that one, but mm. yeah, 
where Shaq's like, I want to hear you say you're the greatest. And like after about a minute of convincing LeBron says, fine, I'm the greatest, blah, blah, blah. I just, oh, yeah. Um, but the <clears throat> incredible thing about LeBron is he's also number four, I believe, in assists. So like all these other guys that were scoring don't have near the assist numbers that he does, um, which is a pretty cool little stats, like the Wayne Gretzky thing where he has more if he never scored a goal he would have more points than anyone else in the history of the nhl because of his assist numbers because assists and goals count as points so he would have still been number one in points in if he had never even scored a goal um which is that stat is absolutely insane Hmm. um but yeah fuck lebron yeah since you're praising lebron i have a couple of news items i saw this week that Pretty much cements your real opinion of him. Um, he says being a billionaire sucks because he can't go to Target and Starbucks anymore. Boo-hoo. Um, he also feels like he, he's the best basketball player that ever played the game. <sighs> <laughs> right. I'm not even supposed to be drinking tonight. Well, you're already pouring it out, so... This is tea. Well, you're adding alcohol, probably. <laughs> so that's our Teach Ray Sports segment for the night. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. We need a theme for Teach Ray Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. <laughs> this is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. Well done. Thank you. So, what we watched this week. Um... I don't know if you've been listening to Haley Haley Jade's podcast, Eminem's daughter's podcast at all. I have not. It's not for you, uh, but I do listen to it to see if yeah, she, she ever probably talks... talks about like fashion and shit like that, right? She she does, but every once in a while yeah. she brings up she brings up people in her life that are related to Eminem. Talks about Eminem during the time when he went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She talked about being there. Um, talked about how proud she was of her dad. Uh, doesn't really talk about him that much. She's very private about that. I mean, Eminem is too. So, but. Uh, Eminem's brother Nate came on the podcast this week. Oh boy! Um, talked a little bit about um, his upbringing in Detroit, living with living with Marshall, living with her, growing up. Um, talked about their his mom a little bit and didn't get into a lot of details. I mean, you would, wouldn't expect him to anyway because that whole entire family is pretty private. Um, I mean, Nate's Nate Nate has been notorious for leaking shit in the past, like twenty years ago, and yeah. Um, but it was good. Um, if you're going to listen to any of one of her podcasts, it was that one and the one with her sister is pretty good. But like you said, it's all fashion shit. She's is that t- the uh, the half sister? That's Elena. Yeah, there's yeah. Elena and there's another Whitney. I think or I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, if you're going to listen to that one, listen to that or uh, the Nate one that came out this week. Um, but I wanted to bring up the Pod Meets World guests that they had in the last two weeks. Last week was Adam Scott, who played Griff. Um, he was the one that played he, he in the in the later in the second season um, when they were in middle school. He was the bully after Harley Kiner left the show for having a mental breakdown in the writers' room or in the uh, in the not in the writers' room. It was in the um, they were doing they were doing the uh, uh, the read through the read through, and he had a, he had a breakdown of some sort. He had to go into a, a mental break or some sort, but. Um, he ended up coming back later, but Adam Scott took over for like four or five episodes. And Adam Scott, of course, now has been in everything. He was in Parks and Rec. He was in he was in Step Brothers. He had an awesome scene in that. 
nominated for an Emmy with Severance. Yep, yeah, Severance. He's in that, which I haven't seen. But it was a great episode. Uh, talked a lot about Boy Meets World, his time on there. Talked about Ryder Strong. I think Ryder Strong maybe doesn't realize how much of a dickhead he could have been. He seems like he's a pretentious prick sometimes. Um, Who, Ryder got, or, 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 or Ryder oh, Strong? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Adam Scott actually called him out for uh, for the hug. for the hug. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to hug him, and and Ryder Strong just ran away from him in kind of like a fear. It was like Adam Scott's last day on set or something, and yeah, it was yep. weird. But the, this week, speaking of the bullies, uh, they had Joey the Rat, um, who he was on he was on this show for sixteen episodes. They said it seems like it was a lot longer than they even mentioned that too. It seems like it was a lot more than that. But he was him. It was him and Frankie, and I can't remember the guy's name. But it was him and Frankie, and they were the bullies throughout the whole entire middle school, high school, and they ended up being like a comedy duo throughout the whole the whole entire thing. That's what they ended up turning into. Um, and Ethan Suplee, who was actually going to be on the show next week, I, I did see that today. Um, I mean, he was in he was in Mallrats. He's been yep. in a whole bunch of shit. He was in My Name Clerks is Earl, too. too. Clerks, too. He was in My Name is Earl. Um, and he's lost a ton of weight, gained a ton of muscle. So he's not as big as he used to be. Totally different looking guy. But, um, yeah, great. If you like if you like, yeah, if you like Boy Meets World and you want to listen to something other than our podcast, listen to Pod Meets World. It's a good podcast. Um, um, I have a question for you, Ray. Yeah, what's up? So every time they talk about Harley, they always bring up the fact that on IMDb he's listed as Harvey, and they yes. keep saying that must have been the wow. one episode he wasn't in. And do you remember the episode where you fi- no? Do you remember the episode where you find out that's his name? No. Remember, Corey goes on a date with TK, his sister. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, and he goes to interrupt the date, and she says Harvey no, to Harley. Yeah. That's when you find out his name's Harvey. It has nothing to do with the fact they brought in another guy on short notice for one episode. Um, we actually mentioned that. So, in this yeah. po- they, mentioned, they mentioned that in this la- the last episode I just listened to, where there what where the Harley character left, and then they brought in for one episode they brought a guy and they did change his name in the episode to Harvey. And that's what they thought, and that's what they said. So yeah, no, it's know. it's not that his name was Harvey because of the before that when uh, TK and came I can't, in, and I can't they just think- assume that. I can't even think of that actor who played the second Harley. I can't think of because he was only in one episode. It was before yeah, Griff. I don't even remember who and, he looked. Uh, he was only there for one episode after that, so I don't remember. He, uh, I remember what he looks like, but I just remember thinking how much better that episode, because it has a big dramatic pull at the end of the episode with the motorcycle, and yeah. uh, how much better that would have been if the real Harley was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, his name is Harvey. You find out from his sister um, probably halfway through the season. Might even be next season because I think he was around for two and three, so. Yeah, so yeah, good podcast. Listen to that if you like Boy Meets World. I've been getting into Shameless. Got into season one last week. I finished season two yesterday. Fuck, this show is incredible. It was. Yep. I I love the comedy of the show, but this last end of this last season, where Monica, the mother, comes back and tries to commit suicide and cuts her wrists in the kitchen, that was a fucking gut punch. It was yep. crazy, but the show's yeah. great. Frank Frank is the biggest asshole on television, uh, hands yeah. down. Um, and Monica's not that far off. And you want to you want to like Monica. You don't want to like Frank, but you want to like Monica because she seemed like she was trying. But the minute Frank gets the influence in her in her ear, it seems like she goes right down the deep end and starts doing drugs again. And starts yeah. fucking up. This show started to fall off because everyone oh, the cast started leaving. Yeah, so that's, that's when I, I stopped watching. Really. Um, 
I don't think she ever left. I don't think Frank ever left. She might have left for the last season. She did. Yeah, Frank didn't. Yeah, she did. So she might have only been gone for one or two seasons. I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah. I think I think Lip and I think Ian, the two characters played by the uh, the bear and uh, and the Joker. The Joker. Uh, they stay through the end, and I think the, I think, and I, I've also seen pictures of the kids grown up towards the end too. Yeah. So they, they all stayed the same. They just grew up through the show. They might have they might have left over like a season and then come back on type okay. deal, or like half a season or whatever, because they were all doing other things. I think, uh, yeah, the kid that was the Joker, I think, left a bunch during when he was on Gotham. The Gotham, yep. But I'm not. Um, I can't confirm that because I stopped I know, watching like season six. And I know the guy who plays her boyfriend. Um, um, her boyfriend in the show, the one that steals cars. I know he doesn't last much longer, maybe one more season or two. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else he was in. He was in one of those weird teen movies, teen teen like teen novel movies that came out in the early 2010s. But, um, great show. I'm um, getting into it more than I thought I would very quickly, a season a week. So, yeah, it's a long, it's 12 episodes, hour long episodes. So, I'm spending 12 hours watching that plus on everything else that I've watched this week too, which is fucking crazy once we get into it. But Last of Us episode 4. We're recording a little bit early tonight because we want to watch episode 5 which releases tonight. By the time you hear this, hopefully you've seen it. But episode 4 was a good episode, not as good as the week before. Um, talk a little bit about Tommy and Joel's journey to Boston. Um, Tommy joining the Fireflies, leaving uh, Cody Wyoming, leaving to go to Cody Wyoming, which is where um, I think I don't know if that's where they end up going in the show or not. But um, um, great visuals in the trip to Kansas, Kansas City. Um, and I heard that the game was the original. It was originally in Pittsburgh that they go to. They don't go all the way to yes. Kansas City, but they wanted in the show. They wanted to have that extra travel, so it would be a little bit of longer distance, so they can get to know each other and get to develop the characters a little bit more. So they did the road trip to Kansas City in the show. But um, you see a bridge with a train hanging off it, in a, in a bunch of abandoned vehicles. You just see a world where it stopped twenty years before. Very cool visuals. Um, but they're end, they end up getting to Kansas City, and they get held up in Kansas City, and they end up crashing the truck. Um, I think they go through a, some road spikes to pop the tires, um, and they meet this group that looks like Fedra had been taken over by this whole entire Kansas City uh, corn, corn, uh, QZ. They've been taken over, um, and Fedra's gone, but these people have taken over. The lead is Kathleen, and her sidekick is Perry. Who the actor who plays Perry is the original t- voice of Tommy in the video game. Um, but there was some sort of a siege. I uh, don't know exactly what happened. Uh, these these people who were in the QZ took over and destroyed Fedra or took down Fedra. I don't know. But um, the end of the episode, you see a crater in the basement that's moving and pulsating. I don't. I I have a feeling we've seen in, in the trailers what that could be. A, uh, some some sort of a fungus creature of some kind, but. Um, and as they're, as they're going to sleep, um, a man and his young kid with a mask painted on his face, um, wake them up at gunpoint and that's where the the episode ends. I know they have a significant role in the next episode and everything I hear about this episode five that's coming out tonight is the best episode of the season is what people are saying. That's interesting. That have seen the whole series. There are. It's funny about the show is a yeah, lot of they people have seen the whole, the whole entire thing. Yeah, yeah. They, to the usually press. they just give like four to the press, um, but they gave everyone everything. Yep, yep. 
And uh, everybody's praising this episode, so we'll see how it is. It comes out. And I think that's why they wanted to release it tonight instead of Super Bowl Sunday because uh, because of the ratings and because they want people to see it. I think it's going to yeah. still do huge numbers. And we'll talk about, we'll it talk also about is news. on regular HBO. The premiere of regular HBO is still Sunday yes, night. Yes, it's still Sunday night, but it's going to be on HBO Max tonight. So if you have the app, yeah. go on there and watch it. Well, by, by now, by the time you listen to this on Sunday, it'll be out. But um, Troy Baker was on the Last of Pods podcast, um, talked a little bit about the video game. Talked about uh, becoming a voice actor and doing the voice of Joel in the video game. Um, of course, he's done a ton of video games since then, but I thought it was a good podcast. I wanted to recommend that. Um, Pamela, a love story on Netflix. A documentary came out. Her response to the Hulu biopic that came out um, with Sebastian Stan and Lily James, uh, Pam and Tommy, uh, to tell her side of the story because she wasn't asked to be a part of the Hulu do- biopic. Um, her son directed this. It was a decent. It was a decent story, but I mean, what are you gonna get from Pamela Anderson twenty years after her, twenty five years after her popularity? It's like grasping grasping for straws now. We already yeah. know the story. If you're interested, you were you were around then. If you weren't around then, you don't really give a shit. Um, Playboy isn't a thing anymore. Um, she's not really a thing anymore. She kind of moved to Canada, back to Canada, and is living there in peace and harmony away from paparazzi and everything else. So, um, it's now, it's only, it's only like a little movie, an hour and a half. So if you, if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. You can watch it, but it's okay. Anything you watch before I get into the next thing that I watched? Did you watch anything? Yeah, I'll just quickly talk about plane. Um, a movie I was really looking forward to with Gerard Butler and, uh, Luke Cage. Um, I remember, I remember, I remember seeing the trailers. Yeah. Like I thought it would be like, kind of like throwback to the nineties, like ambulance, which was also stupid, but it was like a lot of fun. So I enjoyed it. Um, this one, they just seemed like there was a bunch of dumb decisions. Like they crashed their plane and because the other passengers are afraid of this criminal, uh, played by, can't remember the actor's name, but he was in Luke Cage. He decides that it's a good idea to take the handcuffs off him, give him a gun, and then the two of them go into the jungle to try to find help. That was in the um, trailer. I remember that. Yeah. But I mean, I just thought that was, like, stupid. Like, yeah. I'm going to get him away from everyone else, and you can't just handcuff him to a tree and go by yourself or something. Um, but, of course, it comes out that Gerard Butler's character is this, like, crazy, like, whatever, karate master or something. He got kicked off, like, flying a big commercial airplane because he fought somebody that was being unrowdy on the plane, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it wasn't very good. Uh, maybe some people will have fun with it. I've heard that um, a lot of people do enjoy it, but I just, I think I was looking for something different. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood, but right. it was just, eh. It was probably like a two and a half, but yeah. Yeah, I was on. I signed in on Prime this week. No, this has nothing to do with that. I signed in on Prime this week. I saw there's a lot of new movies that have been releasing on Prime lately. Yeah, that I've, I wanted to see. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that again. Um, two recommendations for you. Um, gonna tell a little bit of a story with this. Um, first movie was the Buddy Holly story. I watched this. It was an old movie, 1978. It's a biopic about Buddy Holly. Um, and it stars Gary Busey before the motorcycle accident, before he went crazy and started sputtering off his uh, soliloquies that he does now. Um, a career-defining performance from him. It was amazing in this movie. He performs all the songs himself, which is very rare for a biopic for a musician to perform. And I think he learned guitar, too, as well. Um, great movie. Great biopic. Um, 
They mentioned jungle music back in the day. They used to call R&B, soul music, jungle music for obvious racial reasons. Lots of racism involved in the making of the first rock and roll records, of course. Um, re record producers called the type of rockabilly the N-word music, pretty much, because they influenced from rhythm and blues. Um, people who heard him on the radio, Bill, Buddy Holly, for the first time, actually thought he was black. Um, we're surprised to find out he was white, and he was from, but he was from Lubbock, uh, Texas. Um, great costume and set designs brings the 1950s to life. Remind me a lot of Back to the Future. A lot of that same time period stuff going on right, right around the 1955, 56, 56-57 era, era right around there. Um, great behind the scenes to develop, developing early commercial music. Um, the deals in place that were to make those music, there, wasn't, there weren't any. Um, he was one of the first that actually had to make these type of deals. Um, you think about it, before the 1950s, there were no record deals. They were just yeah. records. You'd have to pay somebody, you yep. went in, you recorded, your record was pressed, and you sold it yourself yep. for the most he was part. One, he was one of the first, him, Elvis. Um, he wanted to be his own producer, which is very, very cool. Um, he wanted to be in charge of the band's input, uh, output in the studio. Um, at the time, producers were in charge of everything. And they are now, too, but he wanted to have full control. And they ended up giving it to him. Um, he was the first white act to play the Apollo in New York. To roaring success, um, after the initial shock of all the black people in the crowd, um, he went on stage after Sam Cooke, and played, uh, who was played by comedian, uh, comedian Paul Mooney, if you've seen um, Dave Chappelle's show, the Chappelle show, oh, yeah. Paul Mooney yep. was in that. He played Sam Cooke in this. Um, great depictions of the 1950s racial tensions in America. Um, and it's probably the best since American Graffiti, uh, 1950s. Uh, depiction um, the influence Buddy Holly had on Elvis, the Beatles the Monkees, Billy Joel every rock act in the next 20 years after this and into the 70s and even beyond, even now you can get hear the influence but um, he was the first to practice overdubbing with his vocals live in the studio during the recording process to harmonize with himself um, back in the day he used to have to harmonize with somebody else but he did it well, he did it with himself, uh, great um, great story of fame, the deterioration of a band when the lead becomes the heartthrob and the band struggles to follow his footsteps is basically what the whole entire life is about. Um, the studio begged Betty, Buddy Holly to go on a tour. Um, during a five-week run throughout the Midwest, in the, in the worst part of the winter, in, in January, February 1959, um, in between shows and trying to speed up the traveling process in the middle of the winter from city to city, um, he chartered a small Cessna airplane, carried him along with two other uh, magicians and the pilot, and they ended up crashing six miles after the takeoff late at night in Iowa because of the bad weather conditions, throwing everyone off from the plane, and they died instantly on impact. Um, movie ends with a recreation of Buddy's last performance on that same night. Um, great movie, recommend that. Got into that and decided to watch La Bamba. This came out in the middle of the 1980s. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips paid Richie Valens. Great depiction of drug, sex, and rock and roll. Um, he was only 16 when he was discovered. Came from a family in a community of orange pickers in Northern California. His brother Bob used to he used to sell drugs. He used his drug money to move them out of the ghetto and into a better life in a nicer home. Um, Richie was found by a record producer. who was played by Joey Pants. Uh, Joey Pants, the only who was been who was in fuck. He was in the Goonies. He was in the Matrix. He was in Sopranos. Bunch of shit. Um, he quickly rose to success. My Memento. He quickly rose to success, and um, that would only last for eight more months. 
Um, the producer changed his name from Richard Ven Venezuela to Richie with a T, Valens, to better market to a wider audience, a.k.a. Racism, racism Alive and Well in 1958. Um, as he started touring more and more, he began tra traveling across the West Coast. He didn't want to travel on plane because he always had a fear of traveling. He always had dreams that he would, as a young child, that he would die in a plane crash. Eventually, he would travel by plane, but it took a lot, a lot to get him onto a plane um, because he had to go to American Bandstand. He had to travel across the nation get it, to get the exposure that he needed to become a star. Um, movies about a story of a young man fighting to help his family get out of the slums, struggling with a brother whose jealousy was tearing his family apart and dealing with him trying to keep the family pieces together, all while uh, dealing with a rise to fame and success. Um, he also went on a Midwest tour in the winter of 1959. Richie got sick on this on this tour after the tour bus and the heating system broke down, and uh, being one of these headliners of this tour that he was on, he had the opportunity to jump on a small chartered Cessna plane to the next city to make travel easier, along with the headliners of Buddy Holly and Big Bopper. Um, he actually flipped flipped a coin to go on the airplane um, to get the final spot of the airplane, and he actually won. Um, six miles after takeoff. The same story, same plane, same ride, same crash. Took his life, extinguished a young, inspiring life way too soon at the age of 17. Um, of course, La Bamba, the name, the name of the movie is his one big song that he had. He had a couple other ones too, Donna and a couple other ones. But Great ending, showing the grief of the family dealt with after finding, about his finding out about his death on the radio. Great. Um, iconic scene where Bob cries out Richie's name over the instrumental song Sleepwalk. Um... And the whole, the whole reason I watched this, it was the 64th anniversary of the day the music died, which is what it, what that event was eventually named. Um, and the uh, Miss American Pie song was the day the music died. It was based off of that as well. Um, and that was that was just how just so happened to be last weekend. So um, good movies. Recommend those. Um, got into the Wikipedia, Google Vortex, researching everything and, and watching these movies it was great. Um, so yeah, and we did go to the movies last week. I completely forgot we did go see, <laughs> we, after the podcast last week, we went last Saturday to see Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie starring Dave Bautista. Um, two things of note that I noticed. Um, first one is M. Night Shyamalan is about 40 to 60% on a good to bad output of movies. 40% good, 60% bad, and that'd be maybe a little bit generous. Um, no, that's about right. Yeah, it's not fifty-fifty, and he hasn't he hasn't had a. I mean, Six Sense, Unbreakable, this, um, Split. There's a few. There's a few good ones in there. Um, I think Dave Bautista is actually a good actor, especially in this. You, he's proving yeah. himself. Each he's role incredible. he's given, each new role role he's given, he's proven himself. Um, I did like this movie a lot. A lot of people are kind of on the fence about it. I did yep. like. I did like it. Um, did love it. It wasn't my favorite movie that I've seen this year. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a good movie to see in the theater. Um, you didn't uh, like it more than Megan? Uh, no. I mean, no. I, 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 maybe I did. I did I did like Dave Bautista's. It has, it has a decent story, a, a nice build-up to kind of like a sci-fi twist, I guess. Um, don't want to get into the spoilers about it too much. But um, if I'm going to give it a score, probably a three and a half. I mean, it was it was good. I don't know if I would rewatch it right away. Maybe in a, maybe another ten years, I go back and watch it again. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you yeah, What are your I, thoughts? I, 
I'd give it a three and a half. Um, okay. I thought Batista was great. The story was just okay. They yeah. changed. Since we're not doing spoilers, I'll talk to you about it when we're done. But they changed a majority of the book. And I think they did it for the better, considering what people are used to from uh, M. Night films. Um, I think he made a better change. I also think he continues the tradition in M. Night movies of finding really good children actors. Yes. Um, Haley Joel Osment's performance in The Sixth Sense isn't just a good child acting performance. It's an all-time... It's an incredible performance from anyone. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he was whatever, 11 at the time, they made that, I mean, incredible. Um the sound design was insane. Uh, we saw it in RPX, so it sounded great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three and a half. Story was... Story was... It keeps you engaged the entire film, even though you kind of know where it's headed. Um, but yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, good movie. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, you can see it at home. It's not really a necessity to see it in the theater, but... Right. Um, it's a good movie. Good, decent M, M-, M- Night movie. Uh, not a lot of them, but there's th- that is one. Um, so let's jump into the news. And it's not a news segment, though. The trailer roundup. A couple of trailers I wanted to bring up. Uh, White Men Can't Jump, the remake with Jack Harlow and some other guy. Blas- <sighs> blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy. Fuck this movie. Let's it looks God- it looks it, god it awful. It looks like they should have just cast uh, Little Dicky because it yep. just looks like a skit from his show. Little Dicky would have been great in this, but Jack Harlow is just horrible. Little Dicky has a lot of humor. Could bring a lot yep. to that role. Would have been great. Yeah, miss miss opportunity. Um, Owen Wilson is starring as Bob Ross in a movie called Paint, coming out on Netflix, I believe. How do you? Um, uh, what do you think of this? How do you think uh, it looks? Uh, I don't know. Owen Wilson is. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know about Owen Wilson. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Owen Wilson? I like Owen Wilson a lot. Depends um, on the movie. Depends I don't, on the movie. I don't, he's very much like Will Ferrell, where I don't like him as the star, but I like him in supporting roles. Yeah. yeah. Um, which Meet is how I parents. feel about Will Ferrell. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. That's the perfect role for him. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, though, especially if it's just going to be on Netflix. Yeah. So we'll check it out. Um, trailer came out yesterday. Called, with uh, It's called Strays. It's a talking dog movie, another one of those, starring Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. Um, yep. R-rated dog becomes a stray animal in the middle of a city. Um, it's a crazy trailer. It was funny and funny and funny in spots. Um, not sure how the movie's gonna be. I mean, what are you gonna get out of it? Um, but yeah, the uh, trailer that I saw yesterday, that I was impressed by was Air. Yes. Um, it's a movie about the Nike Air Air Jordans. Yes. Um, starring starring Matt Damon, uh, directed by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck as well. It's uh, he has to star in everything he directs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks really good, and it's it, the story of this guy finding Michael Jordan, giving him the deal with Nike to be the right. the Air Jordan shoes, and it looks good. I think it's coming out. Um, I'm not sure if it's a theater movie. It uh. Maybe prime or something i think it's theater first and then on something else yeah i can't um i think uh yeah i think it looks great i think it looks like a sports version of the big short yes it does you're right okay with it has that feel has that the little comedy element to it too where he's trying to pitch uh matt damon's trying to pitch it to ben affleck about signing jordan because a lot of rookies didn't get shoe deals back then 
And and he's like, you want me to give a deal to somebody who has never played an NBA game? And he goes, well, that is the definition of a rookie. Um, <laughs> so I think it'll be really good. I don't think we'll see much, if any, Michael Jordan um, yeah. or too much of him. I think in the trailer, you might have seen him once from the back. But yeah. it's going to be heavily focused on his parents because his parents are the ones that convinced him to go there over Adidas. He had a pretty decent deal with Adidas locked in. And then he even went back to them after Nike gave him the deal. And he said, I'll sign with you guys if you can match this. And they said, we're not going to give that much money to a rookie. Um, which he talked about in his documentary, I believe, um, about how he was pretty set on signing with Adidas because that was that was the shoe of the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. Um, Run the MC. So, yeah. yeah, so he single-handedly basically made Nike by himself, yeah. uh, which is what this movie is going to be about. Um, and I hear, I'm really and looking I- forward to it. And I hear Nike has Nike has no input in this. It was the guy who Matt Damon's playing is based off of his life. Yeah, um, it's, I think he wrote a book or yeah. something. Yeah, so it's his it's his uh, interpretation of the events. Yeah. But um, interesting movie, interesting trailer. Looking forward and to you maybe said, watching that. You said Affleck is directing. Yeah, he directed it too. Good. I yeah. I really enjoy his directing. Efforts. I do too. I do too. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Fast Ten. The trailer came out today. Lots of cast to this. L- lots of cast being added. Yes. Uh, the one person that's not in this movie, besides besides, besides the guy who killed himself in the car crash, Paul Walker. Um, whoa, whoa, the Rock. whoa, whoa. He wasn't driving, bro. He wasn't driving. He was just, just a <laughs> Um But The Rock isn't in this because he had a falling out with Vin Diesel. But everybody else is in this. has been in this franchise for the last 20 years. They even brought back Jason Jason Statham. Yep. And yep, they brought in John Cena. Uh, Cena, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Vin Diesel, being petty Vin Diesel, kills the Rock off screen. <laughs> well, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> or like you just see like some jacked bald guy and a bullet comes through his head. <laughs> but yeah, Jason but yeah. Momo- Jason Momoa is playing the bad guy. Um, so yeah, I I may I may get into these movies. We'll see. Um, in the Shameless right now, I'm not sure I'm gonna get into it by the time this movie comes out in a couple months or a month, but. Um, so let's get into the rest of the news. M. Night Shyamalan's movie, Knock at the Cabin, collected $14.2 million last weekend and opening weekend, uh, enough to make it the top of the box office dethroning Avatar for the first time, finally, after spending seven weeks at number one. Um, 80 for Brady was the second place last week. I know that was more popular up here in, on the, in the Northeast, um, being a Patriots-themed movie. Um, so yeah, um, Last of Us drew in 7.5 million viewers on Sunday night, up 17% from episode 3, and up 60% from the series premiere. That show crazy. is building like crazy. It's nuts. Um, um, it was viewed for 233 million minutes in the first few hours of the premiere's episode. That's what uh, Nielsen released this week. That's crazy too. Just really, really think of that, like how how huge that is for a show. Um, the Grammys were last week. Um, don't really give a shit about the Grammys. Didn't really back in the day. Still don't now. Um, Ozzy won for best rock. Lin Manuel Miranda won for a couple awards for Encanto uh, for the song. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, so yeah, that was it for the Grammys. Wasn't much after that. Um, <clears throat> episode of the five of the Last of Us will be tonight. It'll be airing um, to avoid the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to watch it after we record tonight. Um, Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery. After they bought Discovery, they were, they were, they were saying that they were going to merge Discovery Plus and HBO Max into one all-in-one streaming app. Well, 
this week they took a step back and they decided that they're not going to do that anymore. And they're going to keep Discovery Plus separate and they're going to keep HBO separate. And the reason for doing that is they're, they're realizing that, well, we're going to lose a bunch of money if we do that. Because people that were, just, uh, were subscribed to Discovery Plus probably already have HBO Max. Or a majority of them do. So we're going to lose... We're going to lose all of that money if we combine the two. Yeah, makes sense. So, makes sense. Um, Discovery Plus, underrated, great. If you like reality shows, cooking shows, it's great anyway. So, hopefully that doesn't fuck with what they have on there anyway. So, um, Michael Jackson's estate reportedly are going to sell his music catalog to Sony, I believe, in a deal worth almost $1 billion. $900 million is what they say, but it could go up to a billion. Um, oh, which is crazy. That's everybody's, not much after taxes. Everybody's selling. Every artist is selling their their music rights and their catalogs right now, um, just because of the TikTok generation, pretty much, and the music going into commercial usage and and artists getting older and not wanting to deal with it anymore. Um, yeah. Um, Seth Rogen says, uh, without Marvel, the boys wouldn't exist or be interesting. Um, he also has talked about. Um, um, he isn't a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but um, more family-friendly content allows for space for movies like um, shows like The Boys to exist and become popular because of the mature content. So, and I believe that wholeheartedly. So, um, Marvel's Wolverine will be M-rated, semi-open world, and may launch in the fall. Uh, the game trailer teaser trailer was released last year, I think, at E3 or one of those events, maybe the Video Game Awards. Um, it, it does look great. I think it's from the people that did um, Spider-Man, if I if I remember correctly. See that or the Avengers game? I can't remember. Yeah, it is. It's the Spider-Man. Okay. People Insomniac. Yep. Um, that that '90s show was renewed for season two on Netflix. Um, I know you had different feelings like than I did. I, I I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Um, I hope the original characters from the '90 that '70s show make more appearance more appearances, but we'll see. I believe it's picked up for twelve episodes instead of eight or ten. Yeah, it's it's a longer. It's either twelve or sixteen. Yeah, sixteen, and it was sixteen. Yep. Yeah. Um, AMC theaters. AMC theaters are going to change their movie ticket pricing based on where the seat is located in the theater. Um, Seats located on the floor near the screen, close to the screen, are going to be lower. So where no one sits. Yep, where no one sits. Where the best vantage point in the middle and up the top are going to be higher. And right in the middle is going to be the highest, of course. It's best seat right in the middle. You get the whole screen view. Um, yeah, it's just they're just trying to make money right now. Pandemic yep. fucked everything I wonder, up. I wonder how that's going to work with their app. Because they do the same thing as Regal. So I wonder if, you have the Re- if the AMC app will just mean that you're covered no matter where you sit. I hope so. Which would, yeah. be, which would be a benefit for them selling that app. Yeah. Um, and they would probably make a lot more money if they do that. Yeah. Um, but... In general, I think this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, especially if you go to the movies with a family of four, like it's already like expensive. But then it's like you're gonna make everyone feel like it's a class system again, to yeah. where you take a family of four that might not be doing well as another family of four has to sit in the front just because their parents make less money. Like movies yeah. should be an experience for everyone, and you shouldn't go there thinking I'm only sitting here because I can't afford the tickets up there. It's not like a concert. You know, like you pay for front row seats in a concert because you're close to the band or whoever's performing. Yeah, I just I think this is a terrible idea. Um, and, and like I said, I mean they might be doing it just to help push their AMC app. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think so too. 
Um, Netflix. We talked about it last week that they're going to be implementing a... For people who share their passwords, they're going to be implementing a <laughs> who change that? to that. Looking right at you, Kevin. I'm pretty sure you have a name on my profile that says Kevco. I have no idea what you speak of. You plead the fifth? You've been hacked. <laughs> um, but they actually walked back on that password sharing because of the uproar that the whole entire internet had because of it. Um, it's, it is pretty stupid because if you think about it, you pay for five different... You pay for five accounts. You actually yeah. pay $20 for having five people use your account. You should be able to choose who those five people are, whether they live in your house or not. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but they did walk back from that, saying that it wasn't meant to be a nation uh, worldwide thing. That was only supposed to be for Canada, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain. Um, and they also released details of it. They had to release a little press thing yesterday, the day before. Um, the details about it. They're going to charge seven ninety nine per extra person that you have at going onto your account. We thought oh, maybe three. That. We thought maybe I, three, I heard three ninety nine. Yeah. No, it's seven ninety nine. Um, and that's and that's 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 out of the con- out of this country. It's like Canada. New Zealand, Portugal, Spain, so that's ridiculous. Oh, thank God for torrents. Yeah, it's going to be the future of torrents coming back again. Um, Liam Neeson went against uh, Conor McGregor, calling him a little leprechaun who gives <laughs> Ireland a bad na- Ireland a bad name. Um, yeah, Why? Because he gets because he gets coked up and throws chairs at buses. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. He is. He. I. You. I'm sure you've <laughs> seen him lately. He is so fucking jacked right now. It's ridiculous. Connor? Yeah, because yeah. well, he's been. Fixing his his leg broke his last fight. Yeah, so he's pretty much done nothing but upper body workouts. Yep, he's yeah, ripped. Yeah, he's huge. Um, spinoffs to Billions and Dexter are being planned on Showtime. We mentioned last week that uh, they weren't going to pick up uh, Showtime. Uh, they're going to pick up the uh, sequel to Dexter for a second season. But they're going to do spinoffs. Um, one of the spinoffs that was announced for Dexter was the Trinity Killer was reportedly being considered. Um, I know that is one of the iconic that parts is, of that show. Oh my god! If not that the most iconic, is incredible. Yeah, you got to watch. If you watch one season of Dexter, just watch that one, and it is absolutely incredible. Yep, that's right here. So, um, Christy Carlson Romano, who was in Even Stevens. Do you ever watch Even Stevens on Nick on uh, Disney Channel back in the day? With no, Shia I was LaBeouf? a little bit too old. <clears throat> I was too old I too, think. but I still watched. Oh wait. It. When was it on? Like two uh, thousands, maybe. Two thousand. Oh, okay. so, yeah, I was too. I was in college. Ninety nine. Yeah. I wasn't watching that. Yeah. It was in. It was in junior, sophomore, in high school, maybe. Um, okay. But it was uh, Shia LaBeouf's first show. She was in it. Even Stevens. Well, they're doing a. She's she's started this new company called Podco, where she's doing podcasts um, based off these television shows. She's doing one for Even Stevens with her and her a couple of her castmates. Um, they're doing one for Ned's Declassified Podcast, um, but they're also doing one for the Brotherly Love Podcast with Joey, Matt, and Andy Lawrence, the Lawrence Brothers. You ever watch Brotherly Love back in the 90s with the Lawrence Brothers? It was a sitcom they no, had I remember. ABC. I remember it was on, um, they started it after Blossom went off the air, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and, I, remember uh, seeing, I never saw it, but I remember seeing ads. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an understatement of how huge those, those Lawrence Brothers were. And Matthew oh Lawrence, God. Matthew Lawrence, of course, went to Boy Meets World. But. They had abs before anyone else did back then. Yeah, and even Joey, Joey Lawrence in Blossom was huge. Yep, it's it's hard to describe to people that. Yeah, part. and Matthew was Matt ended up being huge also later on with Boy Meets World. Yep. Um, they started filming Umbrella Academy, the final season on Netflix. They started filming that this week. 
Um, James Gunn brutally honest uh, words last week when we talked about his uh, talk about DCU and every and the Snyderverse comments. They they uh, seem to upset the brass at um, Warner Brothers. Um, talking about things like uh, Batgirl not being releasable and the old DC regime giving away IP like they were party favors. And any creator Which who is smiled funny because he got... That's how he got suicides. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he even understands, like, the whole situation was a mess. Um, and so the only way to kind of go forward is to soft reboot everything. I think they should just get rid of Momoa and Gale also. Yeah. But um, it is what it is. And we'll see what happens. I, I, like, I, like, I like James Gunn's deep connection with the fans. I like that he's actually tweeting out to us. Which is really cool because a lot of this shit is kept secret, kept uh, under the vest, and I, yeah, I think he's, it's great. Yeah, he's being he's, very transparent, yep. and uh, it's it's nice to have that. Yeah, I mean, especially, Kevin Feige doesn't even have social media. Yeah, especially where there's so many problems and so so much bad history with DC, it's good to have yep. that. So it works right now. Um, they're saying that the Flash has completely changed its ending and replaced all those cameos um, as DCU reboot is going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, they altered the ending, removed all the huge cameos, and may have only, may have even replaced it with an even bigger one. And the yes. rumor of this bigger one is Christian Bale's Batman. I don't think it's going to happen, but okay. I don't think it... Without Christopher Nolan, I don't think it will happen either, but... But, we'll I mean, you do have the tie-in, except Talia never... Talia never gave birth um, if they're doing right. the Damian Wayne stuff. Right. Um... That you know of. God, that would be crazy. If that they could always this. work something into it. Um, with the what, way the that, Flash is, they could always revert back yeah. and have her alive. Um, but I don't see Christian Bale doing it because of how much he hated putting on the suit. Yeah. Um, even like Robert Pattinson talked about it. And he was in the suit more than any Batman. And they built it so that he could go to the bathroom and stuff. But he was like, it was still miserable because he was in that suit for 14 hours a day. It seemed and it's like not ba- very practical. <laughs> it seemed that of everyone who played the, the Batman character, I think Ben Affleck probably loved that being in that suit more than any of them. Just because he had so much action. And Yeah, yeah. And he was also out of the suit a lot also. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Ben Affleck, um, I think he just always embraced that more than anything. Um and I don't think it was as stiff as it, as the bail suit was. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look as stiff, anyways. So. Yeah, they're saying that they they uh, they had to cut all the character teases at the end of the film. Um, Keaton's Batman and Supergirl. Um, Which makes sense because if they're not going to be part of it going forward, why would you leave the tease in there? More um, Brothers also confirmed that Keanu Reeves' sequel to Constantine 2 is still happening. They didn't say anything about it last week, but Warner um, Brothers did confirm that again this week, reaffirm, reaffirming that. Um, James Gunn also confirmed that his brother Sean Gunn will reprise his role as the Weasel in Creature Commandos. Um, we mentioned that last week as well, but it was he confirmed it for sure. Um, Brendan, for the win. Brendan Fraser is doing a lot of promotion for The Whale. He was on Howard Stern this week. Um, talked about his lost role of Superman. During the, right before um, right before um, Brian um, Brian Singer took over and Brandon Routh took over the role, um, it was a lot of po- uh, studio politics that made it so he wasn't Superman, but he really wanted the role. Um, 
I'm just glad that Brendan Fraser is back in the spotlight. I, I, yeah. I like I like hearing him. I like seeing him back in movies. I'm not sure if I'm going to see The Whale because He's never... I mentioned it before. It's, it's too close to whole. But The Whale is also not calling him a whale. There's a double meaning to it. Yeah, I know. Um, I won't get into. Um, but yeah, I love Brendan Fraser. He's always seemed like a good dude. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a single Brendan Fraser movie I've seen that I haven't liked. Can you think of a bad Brendan Fraser movie? I can't think of maybe, any. Maybe I, the I third. Maybe the was. third mummy. Yeah, that's not his fault though. That was just because they no. rushed it, um, and they and they lost uh, what's her name, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, um, I don't know. I can't think of a bad Brendan Fraser movie. Underrated Brendan Fraser movie, Blast from the Past. With I was about to say Walking. Yep, great you, fucking uh, movie. I watched it for the first time like two years ago. Yeah, it's, it's great, great fucking movie. I yeah. love it. Uh, everybody who likes uh, prepping for disasters, it's a great movie for that. Yep. Um, CBS is eyeing a reboot of At Midnight. It was hosted by Chris Hard- Hardwick on Comedy Central years ago. Um, yep. It's going to replace James Corden on The Late Late Show. Um, interesting. Um, Winnie the Pooh horror film, the uh, the uh, Winnie the Pooh horror film that's coming out. The filmmakers want to turn that whole entire movie Blood into and Honey. A, yep. They want to turn that whole entire movie into a cinematic universe. Um, with other Disney-like characters that eventually go into IP abandonment. Um, one of, and one of the ones they're saying would be Bambi, which would be fucking crazy if Bambi went went nuts after they killed the mother for That'd revenge. Awesome. Revenge movie, it'd be awesome. They already hinted to it in... Um, SNL did a skit with The Rock playing Bambi. Do you remember that? A couple yep. of years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Nintendo Direct did a... Nintendo Direct, they had a uh, little conference thing, online thing a couple days ago. Um, Nintendo Switch is now the third best-selling console of all time. I think behind PS2 and Wii. No, it's not PS2. PS4, I believe. PS4 sold the PS2. I believe so. Huh. Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. The I would have thought PS2, and I think the Wii would be in there too. <clears throat> but they released a new trailer too. The Legend of Zelda: Tears of Tears of the Kingdom looks great. Um, I didn't even be. I didn't even play much of the first one. I want to get into it. We actually talked off pod about. How I haven't played much Switch since I've had it. A um, little yep. bit of Mario, a little bit of Mario Kart, a little bit of this game as well. But um, they're coming out with a collector's edition as well, with an art book, a steel book, a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, I do love Zelda games. Once you get into them, it's one of those games that you get into. You just want to keep playing till you beat it. And it's a lot of yeah. collecting, a lot of exploring. It's, it's a good. It's good for that. Um, it, and uh, can I just jump in real quick? Yeah. It was the PS2, Wii, and Switch. Okay. Yeah, I, wasn't sure. I just looked it up. Yeah. Um, also, they announced that it's adding Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games to the Nintendo Switch yes. Online subscription. Did they I already last do night. it? They did do it. Yeah, okay. it was yesterday. Um, I played uh, Six Golden Coins, which we reviewed it's early amazing. days of this podcast. Amazing and game. It felt fun as hell to play that for the first that's time a, since that's 93, awesome. 94. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, I, I love that game. Yes, it's it's. I think I mentioned to you off pod. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Mario games yeah, until Mario sixty four came out. It's it's in my top five. Uh, yeah. We went we went through our top five yesterday, and I think yeah. I found it snug in at number five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they released uh, Super Mario Land two, Six Golden Coins, uh, Link's Awakening, um, whole bunch of other classic Game Boy games, Mario Wario Land three. Um, they're gonna be putting a whole bunch of other ones on there, and I think they even hinted to um. Um, Age of Seasons, Age of uh, Age of whatever the hell they were um, for Legend of Zelda. Age of was it Age of Heroes? No seasons. Oh no, seasons. They were there. There was a red, Oracle, red cartridge and a blue one. Yeah. Yes, I can't remember. 
Yeah, I don't remember, but those games are hinted to as well. Um, CBS has announced a pilot order for an entitled father and son project from Damon Wayans and Damon Wayans Jr. Um, I like Damon Wayans Jr. and I love Damon Wayans from the original uh, In Living Color. So, um, looking forward to seeing how that turns and, uh, out. His show he was on was My Wife and Kids. Yeah, that show was pretty. For, that show was pretty years. funny. It was on for years. It was good too. Yeah, that, they got like eight seasons. We talked about the Christmas story a while back. Uh, we watched the sequel and we were wondering where the mother went. Well, she actually just passed away this week. Um, Melinda Dillon, she passed away. Uh, she was in also in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, she's mother in the Christmas Story, mother in that as well. Um, yeah, she was 83 years old. Um, they're saying that Jonah Hill and um, Laura L- Lauren London, uh, they had a fake kiss that was all CGI at the end of the uh, You People movie on Netflix. Uh, it's being yep. blasted after claims of that. Um John Candy documentary is being directed directed by Colin Hanks, uh, produced by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, um, coming out on Amazon, they announced. Um, James Gunn said he spoke with Zack Snyder about the DC Universe, the new, <laughs> the new universe. Um, he contacted me and expressed his support about my choices. Um, he's a great guy. He seems really happy with the massive world building we're doing now. Um, yep. And uh, he, also, he also responded to a couple people on Twitter... Who were telling him a couple of telling him about things um, about the Snyderverse and different things. Um, so yeah, yeah, the uh, Snyderverse people are not very high on this, and now that they're saying Zach never said that to him, and that Zach would the only listen if Zach says it out loud, it's like he's not going to say that he's done with it because that goes against his fan base. Like yeah. he's not going to personally say it. Um, but yeah. Uh, like I said, I think Zach is probably happier than he's ever been doing Rebel Moon, not having to deal with Warner Brothers. And it, th- those movies happened at the darkest time in his life, or one of them, when his daughter killed herself. Yep. So why would you even want to go back to that? Like, why would you want to like go to a very depressing part of your, your life and redo it for the next eight years of your life if yeah, he was he, to make two more Justice League movies? Yeah. He already spent almost yeah. ten years. He almost spent almost ten years on it. So yeah. Um. Jonathan Major is saying that his one big influence for playing Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man is Heath Ledger's Joker. Every review I've heard of the movie, it's been mixed reviews. It's been a lot of people praising his performance, though. And they're also putting it out, and they're mentioning his name along with the Joker, Heath Ledger Joker. Um, In almost every review I've read. Um, And... I can't wait to see this movie. We're going to see it on Thursday. Um, I, I I can't wait. Everything I've seen about it, it looks great. Um, it's it's supposed to be like a Star Wars space opera type of or opera multiverse opera movie. So we'll see. Um, conversations are already happening for an Ant Man four. That was during the red carpet carpet. They mentioned that this week. Um, Bob Iger announced this week. The, the CEO of Disney that they're making animated sequels to story, Toy Story, Zootopia, and Frozen. Um, Frozen Two, not that good. Frozen One's classic. Um, haven't seen. I never. I never saw Toy Story Four. I only saw parts of Toy Story Three, uh, Toy Story One and Two. Classic, or at least the first one's classic. Just for the, the third one's awesome. Fourth one's I, not so much. Yeah. Third one is excellent. Um, and a lot of people are saying that they're, they're complaining about it because there was, I guess, there was a pretty good ending to the fourth one, and uh, they didn't want them a, to re- but, revisit it. 
Well, that's the thing is the ending of the third one was absolutely perfect, and then they made a fourth one for no reason. Just for just for money at this point, but um, they also Disney also revealed that Disney Plus lost subscribers for the first time since its launch in 2019. Um, I don't have the exact numbers, but they had to cut three billion dollars in content costs in order to get back on budget. Um, I'm not sure where that budget's going to come from, but. A lot of lot of spending probably in the parks. And this is this is worldwide too. So there's I mean there's probably twelve parks in the world plus plus the streaming plus the movies plus yeah there's a there's a lot of cost cutting that they can do there and I don't, I don't think that's gonna take much to do. Um, also says there's a possibility that Hulu could be sold. It's on the table if if, if they need to. So um, there there was also uh, news that came out this week that back in 2015 Bob Iger had to step in. Because uh, Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige was almost fired because of the big thing that happened with him and Pearl Mutters, uh, who ran the uh, Netflix stuff and the uh, TV stuff. Um, they, they had a big falling out back then. Could you imagine if Kevin Feige got fired over that? <laughs> well, back in 2015, before the whole entire everything ended, yeah, it would have been, it would have been a mess. Um, but yeah. Um, John Lake was teased that he was supposed to be the vulture in Spider-Man: Homecoming. He was actually pretty close until until the MCU called him and asked him to give up the role to Michael Keaton, who ended up playing the role in the movie, which I thought he was was a better choice anyway. So yeah, Keaton was awesome. Yep. Um, Patrick Stewart has been told to be on standby with Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman's Deadpool three return. Um, Patrick Stewart came back for for uh, Doctor Strange last year. In a small cameo, so I don't know. He's getting old. We'll see. Um, whose line is it anyway? Do you ever watch that? The original or the reboot? A long with time Drew ago. Carey? I used to the watch reboot, the one. Yeah. I used to watch the one on Comedy Central back in the day. That was the British guy that hosted. I used to watch that one. Um, I watch the Drew Carey one every once in a while, but I like I like uh, Colin Mockery. I like Ryan Stiles. Um, Wayne Brady got to start on there too. Like him too. Um, but he said that the cast uh, never got fair compensation for being on there, um, so they're probably not going to come back for uh, after this twentieth season. I think they said. Um, so we'll see. And finally, in news, uh, SNL last week, Pedro Pascal did a parody of Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers, in the style of The Last of Us. If you haven't seen this, search it. Search it on YouTube, Facebook, wherever. It's a great sketch. <clears throat> it's him. With Peach, with it's him as a gritty Mario, fantastic! It's amazing. Pedro Pascal is God, so, um, and they're calling for him to replace Chris Pratt in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot one more piece of final news. They Sony announced a movie that I actually care about in the Spider-Man universe. It's not a spinoff of Into the Spider-Verse. However, the character was introduced in that. Live action movie, actually series, on Amazon, based off Spider Man Noir, played by Nicolas Cage in the movie. I'm not sure if he'll be replied. That'd be his awesome role. if they could get him to be yep. the role. But it's going to be set in a 1930s New York City. Um, it will not be Peter Parker, however. It'll be a it'll be a Spider Man character with the Spider Man Noir black and white, um, older grizzled superhero. Um, has a trench coat and a top and a and a tom hat and, and a top hat and all that shit. So, looking forward to that. And that's it for news. So let's jump into the attitude error rewatch.
Cause War. February 9th, 1998, 1998, taped from Evansville, Indiana. Seven weeks left till WrestleMania. And uh, the end of our Attitude Era rewatch as we do it every week. But we still have a few more weeks, so we're going to continue this road to WrestleMania. Um, it's a taped episode, so not a lot happens, but a few things do, do happen we'll talk about. Um, Austin opens the show to an eruption from the crowd. He tells HBK that on Sunday's pay-per-view, he will beat the hell out of him in DX. And uh, DX come down on the Titantron and gloat about taking out Austin the week before. Um, Austin then reveals in a sack that he brought down to the ring that he's holding the WWF title that he stole from Shawn Michaels secretly. Um, <clears throat> he tells HBK that if he wants the title to come get it from him by the end of the night. Um, the audience is eating up everything that Steve Austin does. The uh, roar from the crowd is just its hard to explain without watching it. Um, a video is shown from Shotgun Saturday Night showing The Rock doing his new finishing move that would later be called The Rock Bottom. Um, if you know The Rock, you know that move, and it's pretty much what he uses to win every single match, to win his title matches and everything else. So, um, They are showing clips from an official WrestleMania press conference where HBK and Austin went face-to-face. Um, Tyson was officially announced as a special guest enforcer during the main event at championship match at WrestleMania. Um, at one point, HBK and Steve Austin get in each other's face, and, it's, and Tyson has to pull them apart. Um, it ends with clips of nation, nationwide news outlets, screenshots from newspaper clippings. Tyson being in the WWF at the time was doing exactly what it was supposed to do, um, giving the product nationwide exposure, and, and yeah. damn sure they, worked. They, they talked about it on SportsCenter like every morning. Yep, yep. Um, you talking Mike Tyson at the time? He just bit Vander Holyfield's ear off that yep. prior summer, so it was it was right in his prime. Um, the Jackal, who is Cyrus the Virus in ECW, uh, comes down to the ring from the Raptors, preaching, um, he's on this pulpit, he's preaching on it, um, he's descending to the ringside, it's weird, um, I know they do him in the Truth Commission, he's, he's the leader of the Truth Commission, it's him, um, Bull Buchanan, who, who I can't remember his name at the time. And, Godfather, uh, right? No, uh, Stevie no, Richards? No, uh, no, that's, no, Stevie Richards was in ECW, um. Uh, uh, Kurgan, who ends up being the audi- oddities uh, later. I think. I think this eventually. I was gets thinking into of. I was thinking of uh, rights to censor. That's right. Yes. Yep. That's uh, five years later. I think. Yeah. Um, new New Age Outlaws come out. Um, their mic work is getting better and better the more screen time they're given. Um, they are taunting the dumpster fall from last week where they threw uh, McFoley and uh, Terry Funk uh, off the ramp. Um, they bring out another dumpster to recreate the fall with two blow-up dolls dressed as Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie inside. Um, tell them if they can if they can make it out of their hospital beds, they'll see them at the pay-per-view this Sunday. By the way, uh, next pay-per-view is this Sunday, so I'll be reviewing that next week. Um, after big show this, next week. Yep, big show next week. Well, well, it's a big show. <laughs> After uh, after a bunch of back, backstage segments throughout the night showing China trying to fail, trying to receive the uh, revi- uh, trying to re- retrieve the title belt and failing, DX come down to the ring, meaning business. HBAK calls out Steve Austin. Austin comes down to the ring and starts swinging the title belt like a weapon, chasing DX out of the ring. The out- the outlaws come down and help DX surround the ring with Austin alone inside. Then a chainsaw can be heard, and a hole rips through the ring canvas, and Cactus Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie emerge from under the ring to help fend off DX and the Outlaws. And to make the sides even, Owen Hart comes down, setting up an eight-man tag match at No Way Out this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. 
And an all-out brawl erupts in Raw as Raw goes off the air. Um, great segment at the end with the with the chainsaw going through the middle of the ring and, and them emerging. It was great. Um, so yeah, a couple more weeks left of this. I'd like to get Dusty on talking about WrestleMania. Um, this is pretty much what we're, the end of what we're going to be talking about. We, it's been a year in the making getting to this WrestleMania. It's a, it's a big moment for the show and the podcast. So we'll see if we get there. Because you're also going to Florida. Puts a little bit of wrench in the uh, plans for that, but yep. we'll see. Maybe we can do a pre-record. But yep. we have a lot of stuff next week we're review. We're going to try to get Adam on to talk about the two towers. Um, we're going to try to... We're going to go see Ant-Man on Thursday, so we're going to get a full spoiler review of that next next Friday when we record next Friday. Um, continue, continue watching The Last of Us. We're going to watch episode 5 tonight. So um, Thanks for everybody for listening. And we will talk to everybody next week. Peace. Peace.